All right, people, welcome back to the Best of Seven Sports Talk. Episode 136 is on the way. We got J.J. Peters from the Sports Town Podcast with us tonight. We got a special show. We in preparation for game two of the NBA Finals. Boston Celtics are up on the Golden State Warriors one zip. We're going to chop it up, kind of preview to uh, tonight's game. Also, we want to tap into Adam Silver, considering shortening the NBA season from 82 games. We're going to talk about that. Athletes versus media. This should definitely be a hot topic that JJ and myself is going to tap in also in this episode of the best of seven. So salute to all the NBA association fans and supporters. We about to rock out. JJ Peters sports town podcast is joining me. JJ what's happening, brother? Not much. Again, thanks for having me. Um, again, it's a pleasure to come on. Um, of course, I enjoyed game one of the finals. That was definitely epic, especially how well the Celtics played in the fourth quarter. They just could not miss. Um, but I think this is definitely going to go going to end up being a seven game series. But again, thanks for having me on. I can't wait to talk some hoops. Absolutely, man. Welcome back. And I think the last time you and I spoke, we were probably in what the first round of the playoffs. Something like that. Maybe yeah. the second, you know what I'm saying? So I don't think we even spoke since the the whole Eastern Conference Finals with Miami and Boston and, um, you know, Luca versus Steph. Have you been overall, I would say, satisfied with the play of basketball we've gotten in the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, a lot of times you can kind of predict who's going to be in by at least Series 1 or Series 2, but I did not see the – like, I thought, you know – and. You know, John Morant went down, and I thought if John Morant would have been healthy, the Grizzlies would at least would have beaten the Warriors and at least made it to the Eastern Conference Finals uh, or Western Conference Finals. But um, on the East side, I'm not really surprised necessarily. I mean, Boston has played very well. I thought, you know, Brooklyn would give Boston at least – would win at least one game in the first round there. But, uh, you know, I give credit, though, to Boston, how well they've been able to come, you know. I think they had a losing record in December and all of a sudden now they have a one game lead in the, in the finals. Yeah. Um, of course I thought the bucks were going to win it all in the East, but they didn't. And um, I've been pretty, pretty impressed with how well it's been this year, especially in the, in the playoffs. Now Giannis was a little bit shorthanded. Chris mm-hmm. Middleton was out for the series. Do you still consider, I don't even know if you did in the first place, but do you still consider Giannis the best player in the world? Did his, did his, um, I guess, did anything, his stock go down any due to the loss in the playoffs to you? I don't think it really went down, to be honest with you. Again, as you mentioned, Middleton's out. That's huge. Middleton's a great number two. Um, So I don't think his really stock went down. I definitely think he's up there. Uh, It's really tough to debate who the best player in the game is right now. A lot of people do say Giannis. Of course, Kawhi is still going to come back. We'll see what happens there. Uh, Luka definitely put himself in there, at least in the top five after this, after his run. They hit all the way to the Western Conference Finals, upset the Suns. Um, But I think it's really tough to debate who number one is. But I don't think Giannis' stock went really down, went really that much. I don't think it went down at all, really. You didn't mention LeBron James' name, JJ. I don't mm-hmm. know if you're trying to take a shot. I don't know what's going on. You didn't mention Kevin Durant's name. That's fine. But you didn't mention LeBron James' name when we talk about best player in the world. Is LeBron completely out of the conversation to you going into no, year 20? No, I don't think he is. I th- I still think he's top three, probably. I mean, I think he's top three, probably. I mean, Durant is still in there, I think. I think you got to put Giannis, Durant, um, of course, LeBron, Kawhi, and I think probably Luka, to be honest with you there. But, you know, I didn't even mention guys like Joel Embiid and Jokic. You know, Jokic is back-to-back MVP. Embiid, of course, I think got robbed this year. But, you know, we'll see what happens there. But 
I mean, LeBron is still in there, top three, top five. Um, Katie, I think, is still in there. Of course, what he had to deal with this year with injuries. So I still think they're in there. Um, you know, of course, LeBron didn't have as good as a year as he would have. But, of course, he was hurt most of the season. So, or he was hurt some of the season. So I still think he's definitely in there for the top players in the league. All right, guys, let's get into it, man. Let's talk about the first topic in today's show. Let's get into the first block, man. Game two going down this evening, the Golden State Warriors and the Boston Celtics. The Celtics made a comeback in the fourth quarter to steal game one and take home court advantage in this series. Now, uh, JJ, on my last show, I'm feeling like Golden State does not respect the role players of the Boston Celtics. Mm -hmm. I think they have respect for Jason and Jalen. But when I listen to Draymond talk about how Marcus Smart, Al Horford, how those guys hit those threes in game one, he gave me the impression like he was saying that like there's no way in the world they'll get hot again. And I feel like that's total disrespect. Mm -hmm. That's one of the reasons why they lost. And this is one of the reasons why if Golden State doesn't even this series up tonight, I feel like it's over. Mm -hmm. It could be. I mean, as you mentioned, the role players for Boston, I mean, they're so good. Of course, you, you have Al Horford, you have Marcus Smart, and you can't forget about how well Derek White performed in game one. Oh, I mean, he scored 21 goodness. points. So, And then, of course, they have other guys that come off the bench as well. Williams, so yep. I do think that they're disrespecting him a little bit, but I just, I don't know. I think Golden State's going to win tonight or at least on Sunday night to tie the series up because I can't see them going down 2-0. If they go down 2-0, I can't really see this. I think the series could be over, to be honest with you, but um, yeah, you know, you mentioned, like I said, if, you know, if, if Golden State continues to disrespect the role players for Boston, they're in trouble because, as you mentioned, the role players for Boston are so good. And that's a big reason why they're all the, they went all the way this far. And, you know, Jason Tatum didn't even have that good of a game. Thank you. So, thank you. That yeah. was the big thing to me. I was mm -hmm. like, you know, for all it, for all purposes, it looks like Golden State's assignment was to make sure someone else other than Jason Tatum beat him in game one. I thought Steph did a pretty good job defending Jason in the first quarter. Mm -hmm. But like you said, man, respect is a huge thing in a seven game series. And I know generally when a team is down 2-0, that's not a big deal. You know, I mean, even if they're not playing well, anything can happen in a, you know, in a seven game series, but I just feel like the respect angle is going to carry it over because Boston has the best defense. It looks like in the league. Mm -hmm. So if you have that and a chip on your shoulder and you up 2-0, I don't see Boston losing that. So it is going to be real important for golden state to, to, to start off hot early tonight and be able to finish this game. Mm -hmm. What do you think is going to be the key to victory, JJ, for the Golden State Warriors tonight? Well, they got to play all four quarters, first of all. I don't think they played well at all in the fourth quarter. And, of course, Boston could not miss, it seemed like. But they got to play all four quarters. Um, you know, Curry had a great – had a pretty solid game. He had, he, what, 21 points in the first quarter. But he didn't quite have as, as well in the second half as he did in the first. You know, Andrew Wiggins kind of felt like he kind of disappeared there in the fourth quarter. Um, you know, Clay Thompson has to be better. Jordan Poole has to be better. Um, I just feel like they got to help out Curry just a little bit more and they got to play all four quarters, I think really. And, and of course they can't disrespect Boston, especially from beyond the arc, especially with how well, and of course you can't forget about Al Horford. He scores 26 points. So first they got to play all four quarters and, you know, you know, they have to help out Curry a little bit more. And, and not only is Al doing it on the offensive end, mm -hmm. he's doing it on the defensive end as well, as far as his presence, like Al Horford, man, is playing some of his best basketball ever in his second stint with Boston. And you said it, like Steph Curry, 21 points in the first quarter. I think he set an NBA record for most threes in the finals. 
um, in the first quarter of that game, he kind of, you know, went, I don't want to say he went cold the rest of the game, but when you got a performance like that and you have Clay Thompson and Andrew Wiggins and the rest of these guys, y'all got to pick up the pieces. Mm-hmm. Like Steph gave y'all, you know, the, the, the door to open and, and walk through it. You know what I'm saying? And once he did that in the first quarter, Boston, I think was still only down by four. Mm-hmm. I said, that's not going to be enough. Boston is going to, um, possibly come back in this game if Golden State doesn't get any help. One of the biggest topics have been going into the finals, JJ, has been Steph Curry getting the finals MVP. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's a, a big deal when you look at his legacy? Do you think if he doesn't get it this year, if they win, let's say hypothetically Golden State wins and Steph doesn't get the MVP, does that hurt his legacy? I think it does really. I mean, he's, he's, he's definitely up there. If he goes up and if he ends up winning this championship, winning his fourth championship, he's definitely going to probably be considered in the top 10. But if he doesn't win that finals MVP, that would look really bad because if you look at all of his championships, I think he won two with Durant. Right. And of course that was, you know, Durant was the best player. So of course he was going to get the MVP, but if you go way back to 2015, he was the best player on that team and he didn't get finals MVP. And I think LeBron got more votes than he did. So and especially with the Cavs, they didn't have Kyrie Irving or Kevin Love. So I think in it looks 2015, right? Yep. It looks really bad if Curry does it. If they win this championship and he doesn't win a finals MVP, that would I think tarnish his legacy just a bit. And I think he I think he has to win the finals MVP, really. I'm gonna keep it real with you, JJ. I think it's a, it's already I think they already got his name on the award. I think because this has been so much of a hot topic, I feel like they've already set up to give it to him as long as they win as long as golden state win i don't i don't see anyone having a heroic performance over four games to take that title from steph i think they just going to automatically give it to him by default if they win but if they win it's going to be a tough one because boston is for real so do Mm -hmm. you have golden state even in the series out tonight i think so i mean i think it, it just i can't you know I wouldn't be surprised if Boston wins tonight, but I can't really see Golden State losing because I feel like they're pretty, they were disappointed with how well, or they were disappointed with how they performed in game one on Thursday night. So I think they're going to come back with some revenge. I think, you know, they're going to help out Curtis a little bit more. I think Jordan Poole is going to have a much better game. And, you know, Andrew Wiggins kind of has been having a kind of a history of just kind of disappearing in the second half. I think he needs to play better, and I think he will. You know, Draymond Green played well, but he didn't play well enough, I think. So I think I just can't see the Warriors losing tonight. But if I didn't, I wouldn't be surprised, but I think they're going to even up the series tonight. What's your thoughts on Jason Tatum? Because I felt like he is a superstar in the Mm -hmm. making. He's had some big games in the postseason, but he's had some shaky-looking performances in this playoffs. Yeah, A lot of turnover, especially the um, in the Miami series. He didn't really play well in game one. They really didn't need him, but I I can't see him continuing to play like that and Boston being successful. Is he overrated to you? Is Jason Tatum overrated to you? Or what do you think the issue is? That's a really tough question because really, I mean, Jason Tatum is only 23 years old, right? And I don't know if he's necessarily overrated, but I do think if he ends up winning, if they, if the Celtics go all the way and win the championship and beat the Cel- and beat the Warriors, he's probably going to get finals MVP because I think he's going to play much better than he did in game one. He might be a tad bit overrated, but I definitely think he's up there, especially with how well he had this year. Now, I'm not sure he deserved 
all NBA first team. I think they should have put Embiid and Jokic in there, but I think he might be a bit or a tad bit overrated, but I think if they win this series, he's probably going to, if he ends up getting finals MVP, it'll solidify who it'll yeah, solidify his star. Exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you think he's better than Jalen Brown overall? Do you think Jason is the best Celtic? Yeah, I think he is. Now I think he's a little more gifted than Jalen Brown is, but Jalen Brown is still a solid player. I think Jalen Brown is underrated to be honest with you with, and we, we kind of showed on Thursday night. Right. So, I think Jason Tatum is the best player, but I think Jalen Brown's a great number two. Might be one of the best number twos in the league. Probably definitely right. top five or top three, maybe even. This series already, man, we've only went through one game and I've just been surprised because we talked about Golden State's experience and their finals experience. They've been here so many times mm-hmm. and people talk about the lack of experience Boston has because no one on their roster has ever played in the finals. Mm-hmm. But They've shown me that there's multiple definitions of how you can define uh, experience because what Boston went through this year alone, KD and Kyrie, the defending champions and Giannis and what they went through versus Miami, that's experience right there. Mm-hmm. So Boston showed me that the experience thing that people were talking about, you can't necessarily give it to Golden State because Boston has went through some real time ups and downs in this postseason, mm-hmm. some people may feel Golden State kind of had a cakewalk because Ja was hurt, because mm-hmm. Luca doesn't have any help. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, man. I I have too much respect to say Golden State is not going to win tonight's game. So I will say they I'll predict that they'll even it up. But like I said, JJ, if they lose tonight, to me, it's over. I just don't think they'll bounce back. Yeah, it'd be hard for Golden State to be down 2-0 or down, yeah, down 2-0 and go into Boston and try to at least win one game without, you know, without, you know, it's just going to be hard, I feel like, for Golden State to come back from 2-0, but I think they're going to win tonight, and I think all every player for the Warriors, especially Jordan Poole and Draymond Green and Klay Thompson, they're going to have a better performance tonight, but um, if they end up losing, as you mentioned, it probably will be over. It's going to be a crazy game, man. We Mm -hmm. definitely going to recap things and reviews should be a good game tonight uh, next topic man here on the best of seven man seven mitchell here jj peters again this is episode 136 um media versus athletes last week we watched kevin durant have a back and forth with stephen a smith shannon sharp mm-hmm. skip bayless saying that they're bad for the game what's your thoughts on this media versus athlete disconnect that we have in sports you know, is it a good thing? I, like a lot of times athletes feel like if the media personalities haven't played the game, they really should be speaking on it. Like what's your thoughts on, on that type of uh, opinion? And does the media actually like this attention when the players are ripping them and, you know, blasting, kicking back at them? Well, first of all, I'm not sure exactly, you know, Kevin Durant seems to be kind of a little bit, you know, he he he's on Twitter. I know a lot, but like I know a lot of times the media, Stephen A. Smith, Stephen A. Smith, especially Skip Bayless, Shannon Sharp, they have very strong opinions. And I'm not sure it's exactly good for the game, but it does give you a talking point to where you can kind of just say where there's something always in the news, right? But I could see really both sides being kind of wrong here because you know Stephen A. Smith, I think, has a thing with Kevin Durant where he doesn't think Kevin Durant's as good as he really is. But the bottom line is Durant is top five, probably maybe even top three. And I think that 
you know, Stephen A. Smith, Shannon Sharp, Skip Bayless, like they all have very strong opinions, but so does Durant, right? right. And I'm not sure it's exactly great for the game, but it does give you a great talking point, I, in my opinion. But, you know, it's, it's wild because for me, I don't have a problem with those personalities in the mm-hmm. media because I honestly don't look for the numbers and the stats from those guys. I get entertainment out of Shannon Sharp and his jokes Skip Bayless and, and mm-hmm. Stephen A. And they back and forth. I found the inner, the entertainment factor. I identify that I can watch the game with my own two eyes, or I can go on a website and check out the numbers. But there are people that's not really longtime fans of of sports, and they watch these first takes, undisputed shows, and they hear these opinions, and they think that it's law. They think that it's you know actually the case, and I think mm-hmm. that's the point that Kevin Durant be trying to drive home. So. I respect Kevin Durant for that because that is true. But me personally, I don't think those guys are bad for the game because I just identify them as something different. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it just gives you a great talking point. I, I, you know, I don't disagree with either really with either Durant or players or the media exactly, but it gives you a great talking point. Right. And it definitely, you know, it definitely is very, the topics they talk about too are very interesting, but it, like I said, it gives you a great talking point, but I'm kind of yeah. the same way. I don't really have a problem with either one really. Well, do you feel like you have to play the game or have played the game on some level in order to be an analyst? I don't think so. I mean, Stephen A. Smith didn't really like, I, I think he might've played college or something like that, but I don't know necessarily you need to play the game, right. To be an analyst, but I do think analysts, like, especially like analysts, like um, Nick Wright, ex- like to be example, I think they get a bit, you know, too, you know, I think they get too like get a little bit too much. Right. But okay. I don't necessarily think you need to be at like a, like an athlete or be a former player, but I definitely think they need to hold up their opinions just a little bit. Like, yeah. So So if you're one of those personalities that talk spicy, have Mm -hmm. a lot of hot takes and do a lot of shock value things as an analyst, you would prefer them to have some type of experience. Some type. Yeah. But you know, sometimes they bring up good points. Right. But I think they need to, they get a bit, they get, they go overboard just a bit. Yeah, they definitely get extra because, you know, ratings and, and that's <laughs> exactly. what, you know, some of these networks ask for. So, you know, I can agree with that, man. It just seems like, and I don't think the media should necessarily have to get along with the players and vice versa. <laughs> like it's never been that way. Like that's just a part of entertainment. You know what I'm saying? Like in all realms, musicians and media, um, movie stars, actors, actresses, in media like it's always kind of been a disconnect because everyone has a job in their own agenda Mm -hmm. but um I think it's still good for the fan base I don't think that it's hurting the sport but I do identify what Kevin Durant is talking about how some of these guys do things name calling and stuff like that Mm -hmm. Russell Westbrook and you know it it gets a little bit extra like you said but I don't really have a big problem with it so I, I appreciated you kind of breaking that down yeah. And I think too, I mean, it just, I think you need to have some type of experience, but at the same time, you need to kind of have, you know, make, sometimes they bring up great points. Right. But at the same time, they just, I think they go overboard, but again, it's all, a lot of times it's just all for clicks, especially with like ESPN and Fox, like the top leader in sports. Right. So right. I think, I think again, it gets, it, it's great ratings, just clicks basically is what it, I think a lot boils down to. JJ. How much impact would it be on LeBron's legacy if he doesn't make the playoffs again? 
I mean, I think it, it kind of hurt his legacy this year when they didn't make the playoffs, but at the same time, all the injuries they had to deal with. And, you know, the disappointment, you know, Anthony Davis wasn't the same. Of course, he was injured too. Russell Westbrook really struggled. I think his prime is starting to go away from it. I don't think he's really in his prime anymore, but I think it will hurt it a little bit. But at the end of the day, I think LeBron is probably the third best player in the league of all time outside of MJ and Kareem, right? And he's probably going to end up being the all-time leader in scoring because I think he just surpassed, I think he's number two, right? He just right. surpassed Kareem. So, or he's like, about to, he passed, yeah. he's a pass called Malone. Malone. Yep. He's, okay. he's on his way to passing Kareem. But what I'm saying is JJ, what if he misses the playoffs again? I think it will hurt his legacy just a bit, but at the okay. end of the day, we all know what LeBron is, right? I mean, he's got four championships. He's a four-time finals MVP, a four-time league MVP. I think we all know what his legacy is, right? He's probably, in my opinion, at the end of the day, he's going to be the third greatest player of all time, but I don't know if it necessarily will hit it. will really hurt his legacy a lot because again, he's what 37 now and he's won a championship with three different, you know, three different franchises. So I think it will hurt it a little bit, but at the same time, we all know what LeBron is, right? He's one of the greatest players of all time, but in my opinion, the third best, the third greatest. But if I'm not mistaken, JJ, you also said that you believe he's won his last championship, right? I do think so. Yeah. Talk to the bosses about this, JJ. (laughs) You know, I'm, I'm riding with my man LBJ, man, to the wheels fall off, Mm -hmm. but you know, they definitely going to need some help in Los Angeles. Yeah. You know, with that um last thing man last let's get into the block number three adam silver is considering shortening the nba from 82 games to i don't know what i guess because there's so many injuries in the last couple of years mm-hmm. how it has affected you know some people's projections on how the season should go or was going to go what's your opinion on adam silver shortening the season do you think that's a good or a bad move it's probably a good move to be honest with you because a few was it but it's been a bit it's been about a year and a half right when they only played 72 games because they were in Orlando earlier before before that I think if they went to 72 games that'd be great and they already have the play-in tournament right where you're going to at least play two games or at least one or two games so I think it's actually a good idea I think they should start two on Christmas because you don't have to you know you don't have to because when the NBA starts, it's in the uh, it's in October, right? And then you have right. to challenge three different sports. Now they definitely be out baseball, but then you have to deal with football, right? So I think if they move to December, it gets them more attention. I think that's a better idea. I think players would probably rather play seventy two games as well. I think it'd be a good idea. Now I know I heard recently this has been a few years now, but they were talking about having another tournament right in the middle of the season, some type of something like that. But I think it'd be a good I think it'd be a good idea if they went from eighty two to seventy two games, started at Christmas, and you know they could go back with the finals back in July. I think that'd be a good idea. I don't like it. I don't like it, JJ. I got to talk to the bosses about it because I don't like it. I I I do not want to see a situation where we get less less basketball. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just love the game so much. I don't want to see less games. Now, if you can convince me, like you brought up the tournament midseason, you brought up mm-hmm. the play-in tournament as well. If you can convince me that they're going to implement some things that's going to mean more mm-hmm. at the end of the year, then I wouldn't mind sacrificing some, you know, regular season games. But if you want to cut the shit down, man, cut off some of them damn preseason games. Like, I, yeah. you know, I, I, I just love the NBA, even in the regular season. But Mm -hmm. if they do decide to take it down because of the injuries and, you know, people pay good money to see some of these stars and superstars come out and if they're not able to play, I get it. But if they're going to do that, 
you can't just take games away. I need something else to mm-hmm. make me yeah. more exciting, you know. So we're gonna see how that play out. You mentioned jo- Nikola Jokic winning his second MVP back to back MVP. Um, a lot of people felt like Joel got robbed. Mm-hmm. Do you think that Adam Silver and the NBA should change the format of the MVP voting to include the postseason and push it back? Or are you good with it, you know, being a regular season award? I think it should still stay as a regular season award because, you know, the postseason MVP is basically the finals MVP. Maybe they should add another award to where, you know, they have some type of just another award for the postseason, right? So for guys that like said Embiid, but I mean, I think I, I like the way it is now. They should maybe change it up a little bit, but you shouldn't add the postseason because, you know, I just, I think the postseason should be separate from the regular season. And I, I just, I think it should probably just stay the way it is. Maybe they should change the voting a little bit, but I think it just should just stay the way it is because it is a regular season award at the end of the day. So I'm going to play devil's advocate and tell you, this is the reason why I feel like they should consider including postseason play. Mm-hmm. When you look at the last four to six MVP winners, most valuable players of the league, not just the team, the most valuable mm-hmm. players of the league for those seasons, all of those guys came up so short in the playoffs, mm-hmm. early in the playoffs, like when Giannis won his his um, MVPs, they didn't win no rings. Mm-hmm. Giannis, we were talking about Giannis as a choker, like he wasn't one of those guys when he was winning the MVP in the regular season. Milwaukee came up short in the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. Nikola Jokic. Now, I know they didn't have Murray this year, Jamal Murray, but he won MVPs last two years. Nikola, to me, I mean, he looked good in 2020 in the bubble, but the last two seasons, Nikola and Denver didn't make any real threat in the playoffs Mm -hmm. last year or this year. So that's the last four seasons, MVPs, two for Giannis, two Nikola. I think James Harden won, had James Harden and Russell Westbrook won it years before those two guys. Yeah, back-to-back years. Yeah, what did James Harden do that season? What did Russell Westbrook do in the playoffs that season? It just seems to me like we're giving this award, premeditated giving this award in the regular season, and then when the playoffs come, these guys don't look valuable at all because they're not doing nothing with their team. So I would like to see them push it back a little bit because, to be honest, if they did push it back, even though Philly didn't go further, to me, Joel played better in the postseason when it mattered than Nikola Jokic, and I would have definitely gave Joel the MVP this season because of that alone. That's true. Yeah, Embiid did play a lot better than Jokic did, but you also have to remember too that you know Embiid, you know he did does have James Harden, but James Harden didn't perform well. But if you look at true. Jokic's side of things, you know he didn't have Jamal Murray, he didn't have Michael Porter Jr. He was kind of all by himself a lot of times. True. But that's true. But look at Luca. Look at Luca. Yeah, exactly. That's my thing. I'm like. Yeah. If if Nikola Jokic is doing something that no one has ever done before or no one is doing, then I'll give him props on it. Mm-hmm. But the same thing that he is doing, I've seen LeBron do it. We watching Luka Curry, these teams. I just like, you know, if you're going to give him back-to-back MVPs, what is he, what's, what's the real value in it when he can't get the team anywhere close mm-hmm. to the promised land? So that's yeah. the only problem I have with that. Um, MVP format. So I don't know. They probably will keep it the same way, but I do got a problem with it. I'm not going to lie. I don't like it. Cause like I said, four to six, the last four to six MVP winners 
came up short each season in the post that, in the playoffs. That, yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I think was Curry's the last time the guy or I think Curry's the last one to win a regular season MVP and actually win a championship. Is, isn't that correct? I think. In and in, in 2015. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you don't have to win a championship, you know, in order to satisfy my expectation of being a regular Mm -hmm. season MVP. But at least if you're the MVP of the league, you got to be at least threatened to take your team to the conference finals. You know what I'm saying? That that season, like, bugs me out. But um, good discussion, man. Last thing I want to speak on real quick with you, just to get your thoughts, JJ. Kyrie Irving is urging the White House. This is kind of some WNBA, NBA Mm -hmm. thing, but Kyrie Irving is urging the White House to um, help Brittany Grinder get released Mm -hmm. from Russia. Brittany has been detained since February uh, on drug smuggling charges. Uh, What's your thoughts on Kyrie urging the White House to step in? And do you feel like the NBA should do more? public presence to help in this situation what's your thoughts on it to be honest really i'm not too sure i know Brittany grinder has been in russia for a while and it is kind of just you know it's you know i kind of wish she was back but at the same time i just don't know quite enough about to really speak on it of course i can see you know kyrie irving side you know to be able to get her to come back but i just don't know enough really of the whole situation i like i said i know i i did a video about it too that she you know she's still in russia she was detained but you know i just don't know quite enough of the whole situation to really speak on it i respect that i respect that 100 percent, man it's just real crazy because mm-hmm. i see a lot of comments and things from a lot of people especially when uh on videos that i made on this topic and you know, people are like, you know, she broke the law, let her ass right. And I'm just like, I don't think no one is asking for clemency or for her to be, uh, you know, charges being thrown out of court. I think the important thing is to have her on American soil mm-hmm. you know, and, and deal with the situation because, you know, this is a different country, different time. Mm-hmm. You know, the penalty is way different there than here, you know, for something so petty. Yeah. So. JJ, I appreciate you, man, coming through, man. I, I can't wait for tonight's game. Hopefully, we'll see if Golden State can even the series up. Please let everybody know where they can catch you in the Sports Town Podcast set. Yeah, so you can check out the Sports Town Podcast pretty much wherever you listen to podcasts. It used to be a weekly thing. Now it's been kind of basically whenever I can get interviews and stuff like that. Um, I'm making content on YouTube and TikTok and Instagram all the time, so go check that out. Um, it's just the Sports Town podcast, or you could probably just look up Sports Town and probably be there. But uh, I do kind of add want to add one thing here. And we were talking earlier about maybe the NBA shortening up the season from 82 games to whatever. But if the NBA doesn't change up, just stays with 82 games, I think it'd be a good idea to start around Christmas and then end sometime in July. I understand too, you'd have to probably play more back to back games and stuff, but it would be, I think, better for them to start sometime in December. And then just end in July, kind of what they did last year. But I kind of understand, you know, why, you know, you don't want to play as many back-to-back games because that causes more injuries. But I think that would be something they should, should something they should consider. consider. Now, what about, now, you know, December really is playoff time for the NFL. So mm-hmm. that's the, that's the height of the competition. Yeah. You still, you still agree that that's probably a good time? Because I think when, when they came back, I think that's when they, um, a couple of years ago, they the the NBA started their season around December, and it, and it mm-hmm. kind of worked. So that's a good point. 
Yeah, I think it'd be a good idea too. And now again, the you have to kind of wonder about the back to back, and you'd have to you know more injuries. The one thing you're trying to prevent, but right. I just think it'd be a good consideration. And there's most of the time by December, there's a lot of football teams or a lot of NFL teams that are completely out, like the Jets, for example. Right. But um, I think it's something they should consider. But we'll see what happens because I would I I would not be surprised if the NBA made some changes here pretty soon. Gotta love this game, man. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. All right, guys, we are out of here. Episode 136 of The Best of Seven is in the books. Enjoy game two tonight. Make sure y'all check out the Sports Town podcast everywhere on social media. JJ, my brother, once again, I appreciate you coming through. Uh, we'll chop it up again, no doubt, before the season is actually over. All right, again, thanks for having me on and um, enjoy game two. Absolutely. Stay safe, everybody. All right, man. Peace to my NBA family. It's your host, Seven Mitchell, with the Best of Seven Sports Talk. I just wanted to take this time out to say thank you to each and every one of you guys for so much support for the podcast. I hope you guys are really enjoying some of the outside-the-box angles we take, bringing you in these NBA storylines. Please don't forget to like and share. Most importantly, rate the podcast. You can follow us on social media. All the links will be in the description. And if you would like to contribute to the Best of Seven Sports Talk platform, We have merchandise available, as well as links for the merch and donations will be all in the description. Once again, thank each and every one of you guys in the NBA community for supporting the show. This is Seven Mitchell with the Best of Seven Sports Talk. Let's talk some NBA action.